Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash bonfiresidechat. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat Appendix. It is an undead second favorite. And this week we are talking about your responses to the uh, finale to the Shrine of Storms. Or the intro. We're talking about the, your responses to the beginning of the Shrine of Storms, not the finale. No, 2-2, two, two, or sorry, 4-2 and 4-3. Oh, yeah. Well, you're not your, okay, not your responses to the episode of which. That's what confused me. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. There we go. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to edit this, so don't worry. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But yeah. yeah. But if you have responses to the episode about 2 3 and 2 2 and 2 3, it'll be on the next episode appendix for 5 1. If you have responses about that, it'll be on the 5 2 5 3. We we, we play it fast and loose. I'm not quite sure where you're going. I'm just along for the ride. I'm just trying to see how far I can take this without putting pre tape call in show into the show notes. As, as that's a, that's on the blacklist now. That, if you don't if you don't know yeah. it by now, then that's it. You know what? There are a million strings attached to every decision we make. That's also on the list. <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't know that by now, I don't. And you don't have to like it. You just have to know what we're talking about when we say it. And that's it. So three things are not going in the show notes anymore. I, and to be fair, I'm not going to put Lovecraft in anymore. I will put in specific monsters. So. Yeah. You know what? And uh, just in concession to that, I will say you do have to like it because Synecdoche, New York is an amazing movie. You should like it. You can only <laughs> yeah. watch it once, though. Uh, I would say it gets better every time, but only after I get, two I get years. Too sad to watch it. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I would say that the sadder you get, the better it, uh, the better it resonates, kind of yeah. like American movie. Yeah. Which I you do have to add because it has not been oversaturated. So put in the trailer, <laughs> Gary. <laughs> um, we I will put in individual Stephen King books, but will not put in just Stephen King too. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's fair. This is yeah. all. This is all fascinating <laughs> um, to people who are listening. This yes. Is, so this is the stuff the dreams are made of. I personally but, uh, would like to thank uh, Bob Mackey for joining us last week. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, no, it's been uh, it was fantastic. He had to depart uh, for personal obligations. However, uh, we really appreciate it, and uh, also his karaoke abilities. Yeah, he's the best. Yeah, um, yeah. The um, so yeah, so let's uh, let's just get started here. Um, we have a little bit of errata from Take, mm-hmm. and uh, he says via contact in the four one podcast, someone was wondering about the bird theme in the Shrine of Storms. Maybe it's a reference to sky burials, also known as aims for the birds if you're a rich money bags hero you get a tomb at the bottom of the level guarded by exploding will-o'-the-wisps but if you're just a poor commoner you're probably left outside to get pecked to death by sparkly and the manta ray guys it would explain all the skeletons running around yeah and uh yeah so we've talked about sky burials before yes we have uh i forget which podcast it was but sky burial is probably one of my favorite ideas it was um, all of them. I feel like I feel like we've brought that up like many times. <laughs> yes, we have. So. But it's the idea. So it originated in the the, the Himalayas uh, when they were above the tree line, and thus necessarily above the soil line as well. So you can't 
bury somebody there without carving into the rock. Um, and also birds support the ecosystem. So if somebody dies, you lay them out so that the birds can actually like eat them and then produce uh, what is waste or fertilizer for the rest of the for, for, you know, for, for the rest of the area, as opposed to taking the energy to cart them down the mountain in order to bury them proper, right? Yeah. Or burn them, which again we're above the timberline, so you don't have any wood to burn them. Right, right. Yeah, I'm real into those kind of uh, hippie sustainable burial methods. It, I don't um, even know that it's like sustainable. It's just that it's it's like practical. Given like it's 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 this practical intersection between like what we can do as people in this situation and also ritual. So like it's justifying this stuff as opposed to like what we can actually do without really hurting ourselves. Well, it's, yeah. it's definitely like, um, I mean, I guess like it, I guess the sustainability point isn't the main point of it, but it definitely is where it's this kind of natural, you know, non-destructive, like graveyards yeah. are kind of, Oh, they're wasteful. You know, that, they're they're, they're yeah, like the worst like, things possible. People like, who are listening to the show now, your mm-hmm. kids will be the last generation to see them. Oh yeah, like yeah. yeah, they're going they're going away. Like we will not give up land to that kind of thing in the future. Right. Our priorities will change as a species. Like now that we have the technology, turn me into a viscous oil and pull me, like pour me down the drain. Well, I like However, the, uh, man, the uh, what is it called? Um, I've, I've recommended it before. I think on the show, uh, Mary Roach has a book called Stiff, mm-hmm. which is excellent, and and she's kind of an irreverent nonfiction writer, and it's all about death and the dead and what we do with the dead and how we've historically treated them and it's wonderful mm-hmm. and uh she talks about it in the end of it and i've seen other references to it this i in somewhere in europe they're doing it where they turn you into essentially like they freeze dry you mm-hmm. and then pulverize you into a ground hamburger material oh no and then use you as fertilizer for a tree uh-huh. and instead of cemeteries there are forests yeah and this is your tree that you helped make live mm-hmm. your family can visit this tree it's got a little bit of you in it uh-huh that's so beautiful and great and so much better than like a big hunk of rock. The the, the, the last innovation that I heard was like turning people into a dark viscous yeah, liquid the, the that you goo. pour down the drain. Yeah. It's <laughs> just like, goo. yeah, you know, it's like, like, like do something to me that will not hurt anybody, which is like literally the highest virtue that I could imagine for anybody. Right. Given that our entire existence is predicated on suffering. On hurting things. Yeah. And, and damaging the world and taking. Uh-huh. Yeah. I like, I like the goo thing too. And the only thing that stops me, cause I mean, I've, I've been on the record, like, listeners of the show if you, if you, you want, want gary's skull just yeah, write us in and i will yeah. give it to you just write skull at you know <laughs> yeah 30 rockefeller pleasure plaza um, pleasure you know, rockefeller pleasure rockefeller pleasure is my stripper name gary so it's <laughs> a good stripper name for just me being mushmouth and, and coming up with it um but uh you know you can do whatever you want to me when i'm dead like fuck me hold me Kiss me, kill me, <laughs> turn me into a purse. I don't really care too much. Turn you I'm into a person? A purse. Okay. Turn me into a, a Blankenstein. Like, I don't, anything can happen to me because I don't live here anymore. However, the thing about the drain thing is it might be rough on my loved ones. Okay. Whereas a tree, they, they would love. Yeah. So yeah. take every part of me you want, everything you can't use, turn into a tree. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, my, my loved ones will have a place to yeah. visit. I occasionally <laughs> go back and visit every tree I've ever planted, Gary. Aw. Yeah. That's very nice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, thank you, Take. It's something that I'm surprised I didn't mention at the slightest provocation. Given, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> given my general fascination with anything to do with Tibet. However, um, I'm happy that we got to say it here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, let's move on to the next section, which is just fun. And uh, Gary, I don't know if you saw me uh, posting about this on the Facebook page. However, I did participate in the Dark Souls 2 beta. And I, I want to know. That. 
I want to know if you have any questions about it. I do not want to spoil anything you don't want spoiled. However, I did talk about it on the level, uh, duckfeed.tv slash the level, um, if you want to listen to that uh, here this week. But uh, this seems like an appropriate venue to talk about it. Yeah, is it still, um, what is it, like the Hunter's Glen or what have you? Is that the same area that they've been showing? Yes. They opened up? Yeah, yeah. So it's the, uh, I believe it's the uh, the Dead Man's Copsey. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Copsey, which it, it sounds is like. Is that a, how you pronounce that? I always thought it was Copes. Uh, Copsey is, uh, huh. is how, I've, uh, how I've always known it, uh, huh. which sounds like a Yes album. Um, which, uh, awesome from a lore perspective, because the idea is that anybody who is branded with the dark sign ultimately becomes a uh, game. Ooh. Yes. So everything I've read about this has indicated that, uh, in this kingdom where you're at, um, commoners who are undead become the, 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 the most sought after, uh, uh, game animals because they just keep coming back and coming back oh, as opposed good. to foxes and whatnot. That's yes. Yeah. So, so yes, it is, it is the huntsman, co- uh, huntsman's copsy. There we go. Not the huntsman's copsy, the third yeah. album by, uh. God damn it. Um, Mumford Humpty and Hump? Sons. God, yeah, yeah. The, um, why did I forget his name? That would have been so good. Humpty Hump or... Yeah. I don't know. Collect Digital Underground? Yeah. There we go. There we go. Um, that's interesting. That's really cool from a lore perspective. I mm-hmm. I couldn't... So what happened with me trying to get into that was it uh, it said it downloaded, but then I, it got interrupted partway through. Oh, shit. And then it now it won't let me buy the whatever the thing is you have to download to do it because oh, it says I already fuck. have it, yeah. but I don't have it. Hmm. So I don't know if I need to create a new PlayStation account if I want to try to do that. I've been resigning myself to just playing in March. Yeah. You know, if need and be. I had resigned myself uh, to that uh, since I drank through the previous beta. But then I guess yeah. no, nobody got into it. And so they decided to do a do-over. Um, yeah. And then Dennis, like, texted me about four hours before the beta. I was like, hey, you staying up tonight? And I was like, ah, you know, I'm just going to go to bed. He's like, nope. Dark Souls 2 beta. And so, yeah, uh, might as well. yeah, Dennis from the level was uh, was the person who uh, who <laughs> reminded me to not miss it again. The, yeah, uh, but also both times I've been. So the first time I was out at a Halloween party. Mm-hmm. The uh, second time I was in Seattle with mm-hmm. my my lady friend. So real life keeps getting in the way of my video games, mm-hmm. which is fine. As well, they should. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not trying to say like you losers were in your Dark Souls two beta while I was out. Oh yeah, no, no, that's... drinking with. The New York Nets and <laughs> partying with Donald the Trump. The Nets are a terrible team, <laughs> Gary. Yeah, but they know how to party. They, 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 we went to the Humpman Cope. If you know what I mean. The Humpsman's Cope. The, 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 the Humpman Cope? Yeah, the Humpman Cope. That's what we call Kobe after he's had a few. He turns into the Humpman. Uh, I'm just going to put in a show note that just says basketball. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm good with that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, actually, I'm not going to put any show note for that. Basketball oh, is what I was talking about. Please do. Basketball? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Just in case you don't know what that is. Um, well, it's for comedy value, too. So. Yes. No, this is a good... Um, <laughs> it's not just educational. Can... It's, uh, you know, there's a... There is a certain uh, dissonance to the medium, you know, yeah. since it is reference, but it's also uh, humorous. Is the um is the beta is it translated? So could you read all the item descriptions and such? Yes, okay. and the item descriptions were kind of like one of the juiciest bits too, because the overall sense that I got was that this is so far in the future that things that I know as somebody who played Dark Souls and Demon Souls are kind of lost to legend. 
So to give kind of like what I feel is a spoiler-free version of that, like there is something that is obviously the uh, the black bow of Ferris or Ferris's uh, hunting garb that is like this once belonged to uh, a famous hunter whose name is lost to history, Hmm. right? And it's like I know that's Ferris, but uh, um, the game doesn't, right? Yeah, they're going to do that kind of uh, pretty cool. Yeah, 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 that sounds great. Yeah. and then I guess uh, did you get the only other real question because I've been I've been watching some of the uh, the stuff too. The other question I haven't been able to get a get a beat on from from watching things and reading things is do you get a sense of where it takes place in the game? Like as far as how early an area it is or how late of an area it is. Uh, so my character. Um, so I, I, I rolled a uh, dual swordsman because I got the sense that that would be the most mechanically changed mm-hmm. uh, class. Um, however, that was incorrect because I guess like sorcery and miracles are really, really different now. Um, mm-hmm. I was about roughly like, let's say 15 to 20, I would say soul level. Mm-hmm. Um, they could have over, uh, overpowered me to, uh, just give that sense of uh, demo empowerment that, uh, often game companies try to give you. Yeah. Um, however, like, you know, it felt like a, uh, like a dark route kind of area mm-hmm. to me. Um, you know, both in theme in that it was kind of a woodsy cliffside area, but also difficulty that I was seeing. So okay. like this could have been like under Paris slash dark route, uh, kind right of on. sense. Yeah. Yeah. That, that sounds like a good place to demo it. Cause you're not putting down all your hands. And if it has the same kind of structure as a, a demon souls or dark souls, like or demon souls were the, the second area of every uh, hub and then dark souls were the second half of it kind of has to be uh, similarly difficulty. Mm-hmm leveled because uh you can do it in any order mm-hmm. um i wonder if they're gonna that's something that i haven't seen touched on and obviously they haven't released very much but i want to know what the kind of structure is between the places yeah. um so what what was there just a fog gate behind you when you started like what prevented you from going to other areas it was a fog gate um okay. so they're like you started by a merchant who was uh, explaining a couple of uh different things about the lore of the area uh mostly what i said at the beginning which was you know this is you know just a place where your folk are uh you know just treated mm-hmm. as a commodity right mm-hmm. um and also giving nods to the uh to the time shiftedness of it um but uh, all of that could be somewhat irrelevant because of the uh time travel uh, plot mm-hmm. that has kind of been hinted at throughout the entire uh, the entire notion of the plot. However, yeah, there the, there is something you know, and just in trying to explore, there's a fog gate that you cannot go back through. So I get the sense that this is not like a uh, a a trial area that they designed explicitly to tr- yeah. uh, stress test the, the the area. This is the, the, this strikes me as being genuine, and it has a lot of the hallmarks of uh, of uh, of Demon Souls. Or sorry of dark souls as opposed to demon souls. What that makes me think too, is I wonder, you know, if they keep doing betas and keep releasing that, I feel like somebody's going to figure out a way to get past that fog gate. <laughs> like, and that's, you know, that's what happens yeah, just in, in video games. Um, yeah. I'll be interested to see that if someone accesses any, uh, any areas that are not meant to be, yeah, to be seen yet. Mm-hmm. Um, that's exciting. I would love to play it. Um, it just hasn't worked out that way. I'm keeping an eye out and trying to figure out a way to, yeah, to do it. I- um, yeah. It's 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 super uh, super inconvenient at least uh, for the Eastern time zone. Like I, yeah. I, I I like I sat down and played it from two a.m. to five a.m., which is like far beyond when I am a person. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you can hear a little bit more about it on, on the uh, on the level if you like spoilers and stuff. But uh, 
but yeah, it's uh, uh, I would be surprised if they do some more of it unless they find out that, that there were some uh, some uh, stress test issues with it. Yeah, yeah. Ah, neat. Yeah, something I eagerly so, await, and it's rapidly approaching. Three yeah, and a half months. Uh, four months, right? Yeah, so yeah, looking definitely looking forward to, to playing that, and I recommend anyone listening check out that uh, that episode of the level. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to uh, Demon Souls, uh, aka. Dark Souls 2, negative 1. <laughs> Dark Souls 2, a.k.a. Demon Souls 3. Um, we have responses <laughs> <What>? about... Yep. <laughs> um, pre-taped call show. Not in the show notes. The uh, So responses <laughs> about 4.2 uh, and 4.3. Um, Josh Redding says via Facebook, Shrine of Storms is my favorite part of Demon Souls. I love the oppressive cliffside stormy atmosphere and bizarre enemy types. That being said... I didn't use the Thieves Ring for the longest time in 4.2 and ended up almost snapping my PS3 controller in half. The run through the crypts is the only part I have never been able to actually fight my way through. Every time, I always end up equipping the Thieves Ring and sprinting past the summoners and their Cyclopean minions. The old hero is my favorite boss in the game. The idea of fighting blind opponents has always appealed to me. <laughs> Just to, like, watch out for Josh. Um, and the old hero... Uh, the old hero is blind and also on fire. It's a bonus. <laughs> um. <laughs> so if you happen to have macular degeneration and also yes. be clumsy with kerosene, yeah, be Josh, Josh is not a person. Yeah, be careful to him. <laughs> yeah. Um, I appreciate the nimble bosses like the old hero and a lot, much more than the t- titanic ones like the dragon god. Speaking of titanic bosses, the Storm King is about as huge as he is grotesque. It is interesting to me that everything that is a deity is so unattractive. The dragon god, the storm, uh, storm king, the old one. Uh, the beauty in them is their awe-inspiring power and size, but not at all in their physical shape, which is a sharp contrast to most real-world religions. I honestly think this is maybe the most depressing reality of the game, that even the divine is as hideous as the world that surrounds it. Yeah, I fucking love that last paragraph of what you wrote, Josh. Yeah. And like, like maybe just a little bit more than I like that you're a new commenter, which it's awesome that yeah. somebody new is writing into us. Uh, but yeah, just the, that, that, that notion that, uh, that there are these seemingly divine beings, uh, at least according to their appellations, uh, which is, <laughs> which are just grotesque. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. Reflects the world that's in and that, play, you know, we keep teasing around like what the, the central question of demon souls is. And the thing that appeals to me is, you know, is the world worth saving, you know, and then, you know, the game puts you through the entire world. You get to see how shitty it is. Mm-hmm. You get to see these gods that created it, the things that are being worshiped and then making the decision, like, is this okay or not? Yeah. Like there's more to it than that. It's more complicated and there's more gray area, but that's the, the decision that's resonant to me. Yeah. And uh, it really backs up that idea that these are the gods of this world. Like, and, they're and, trashy tumor, flying tree tumors. Yeah. And, yeah. and the Storm Beast and the Storm King, you know, regardless of what you call them or, you know, how possessed by a demon they are, they're, they're forces of nature, right? Yeah. Like, they, they, you know, they, they are here to clean the cliff sides. They're, uh, they're, they're, they're the bottom feeders. They are what we pay fifteen ninety nine for every September at Red Lobster in order yeah. to eat, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just kind of like you know, so they, 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 they serve a function that is. Uh, so Cole that, eats a whole lobster every September 11th. 
in remembrance to claws (laughs) never forget um, a a plate of fried and a plate of uh, scampi right Uh, me and Chris from those damn Ross kids we go to uh, I'm I'm, I'm not kidding we go to uh, Red Lobster to do all you can eat uh, just because that's when I'm usually home okay (laughs) Yeah. yeah But uh, but yeah, they're, they're, you know they're, they're they're a force of nature that is here and kind of support uh, subordinate to the church that has uh, subscribed or ascribed a uh, uh, a higher notion to them, right? Mm-hmm. And you know here is an archdemon, the highest of the high, that is taking advantage of that natural order, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very it's very interesting. Good point, Josh. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, going on, we have Ben here via contact saying, World 4-2 was the place where the true demon souls begins here was for me. The run-up through the relentless gold skeletons, those flying manta fuckers, and the narrow bridges over infuriating, acid-vomiting snails tested my patience and my ability to apply lessons that the game had been teaching me up to this point. Nice little story rewards like freeing Saner Bane and reuniting with everybody's favorite perfectly legitimate... (laughs) A uh, perfectly legitimate family-owned small businessman, Blige, uh, kept me from being too despondent. But meeting the old hero was a moment of wow for me. That was in quotes. The entire run-up through uh, up until now, uh, up until his confrontation, has been training you and encouraging you to use the thieves' ring. Uh, and the fight with him is the payoff. And just when you think you can relax, the fog gate leads you towards the first archdemon you are likely to fight, as well as another fun Elric reference, the Storm Ruler Sword. Great, great, great. I love this game. Yeah. Yeah, is that is that first archdemon you're likely to fight? Yeah, that's kind of mm-hmm. weird to me. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. Just uh, not for me. I We kind of established that this is the hardest, like you know, it's the reverse Mario syndrome, right? Yeah. Or maybe the exact Mario syndrome where the levels are harder than the boss themselves. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I would, I end up fighting the dragon God at the very least, uh, sooner than this because he's yeah. skill and, de- or, you know, equipment and level independent and you want the red hot demon soul. <sighs> yeah. So oh, yeah. like of, uh, of two dragon God, three old monk four this and five maiden Astrea. Maybe that's true. Like maybe maybe the dragon god is the most is, is the most likely mo- uh, most likely rather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Even though going if you've only done the two levels, going here you're going to be kind of under leveled for the level sections. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, so you're still going to do at least a little bit of three. Like I could see being made the first arch demon if you're doing a little Alcart mm-hmm. kind of action. But yeah, I, I fought this guy. I always fight this guy a little bit later. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, thanks, Ben. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sean via contact says 4 2. 4 2. Fucking 4 2. 4 1 <laughs> is a breeze, as I did this area last for some reason. My dragon longsword managed to do good damage to the weird skeletumblers, and the lickatongue <laughs> went down without complaint after I fired a few arrows into his bird hat. Even the vanguard seemed incredibly nonplussed about being arrowed repeatedly in the face, preferring to stand stock still instead of, you know, actually doing anything. But 4-2, it's definitely the most attempts I've had at any video game level ever. The first spooky death and his buds, no problem. Then the skeleton bottleneck was okay. They were clearly pretty bummed out, preferring suicide over fighting me for the most part, (laughs) even though the gold guys at the back brought their A-game and repeatedly smashed it into my skull a few times. 
But the next bit, those responding glowing pricks that bore a weird resemblance to the focus group stupidity of the London 2012 Olympics mascots. <laughs> I'm going to have to look that up. I don't remember that. <laughs> it looks like Lisa uh, Lisa blowing somebody. It's kind of crazy. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that is <laughs> Lisa Simpson? Yep. Huh. Okay. Well, I, I haven't paid attention to the Olympics for 33 years. And I'm not about to start now, Cole. Um, <laughs> um, these Lisa blowing people kept catching me mid-run. I'm not used to rushing in a Souls game, preferring to slouch around a level and gradually draw off monsters with arrows and bully them when they're on their own. But they kept respawning again and again. Or if somehow I'd get past them, I'd fly off the edge in a mad, mad rush for their death dad and get caught by a laser beam in the back. My bloodstain repeatedly disappearing due to skeleton issues and growing frustration, <laughs> I banged my head up against this fucking run. I must have done it, no joke, over 50 times, gaining nothing but a big 99-capped pile of soul remains that might have actually helped me if I thought about using them. Whoops. Uh, but then, finally, it came off. I sprinted past them, whacked death off the cliff to reap himself silly. I was finally done. Thank fuck. I've been here literally for hours, yelling at the TV like someone with a gastric band watching a man versus food. But it was finally done. <laughs> then that invisible cunt stabbed me in the back, and I tumbled off the cliff to become a big wet pile of bones. Fuck. Fuck. Postscript. I don't even remember beating the bosses. Everything is a bit of a blur. The real demon soul souls started here, and it kicked my ass. Great game, though. <laughs> yeah the invisible cunt hey they ran into the invisible cunts yeah, um, yeah. i didn't know it could stab you off of a i guess it can stab you off of a cliff um in that first area yeah it puts so it's you not it, it puts you into that into that uh animation right yeah yep yeah yeah so aside from some of your turns of phrase uh which i really enjoy um yeah you're uh you're in good company i mean you know bob uh notably also uh spent the most time here right yeah yeah I don't remember where I spent the most. I mean, I feel like I spent more time in the Valley of Defilement on my first run through of uh, Demon Souls, but this is definitely second. Valley of Defilement, like five one or five two. Uh, five two. Yeah. Specifically, you know, five one is really hard. Like that, that gets doesn't you know everyone complains about five two, but five one yeah. is actually really tough. Yeah, it's also in this like vertical level. Like yeah. Even, even ab- uh, above and beyond this one. So long. Yeah. Ugh. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. And moving on to Jeremy via contact, not Jeremy Greer, but we value you still. Uh, the final battle against the Storm King is one of the most satisfying in any of the Souls series. After suffering through two levels of those annoying fucking mana rays taking pot shots at you on narrow ledges, the time for vengeance has come. My first playthrough, I was using easy mode as a sorcerer and, a, and soul arrowed my way through. But using a melee build and unlocking the true potential of the Storm Ruler changed my game. Not since using Fierce Deity Link in Majora's Mask has the feeling of badassitude so completely overwhelmed my sense, leaving me a cackling, leaving me a cackling to myself uh, on the couch as I slashed thunderheads with each strike onto my sworn enemies who fell mercilessly at my feet. Even though it is, uh, even though it has its use in PvP, it is without a doubt one of the best single-use games uh, weapons in any game, and one of my favorite memorable Souls games experiences. Huh. So I guess the, the Storm Ruler is used in PvP? I guess. I've never, ever heard of that. I assumed it was only a PvE uh, use uh, item. Yeah, just here for special things. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. 
um, look that up. Here, here's a here's a gamer confession. Okay. I never got very far in Majora's Mask, and not long enough, not far enough to know what he's talking about. You know what? It's actually not. Uh, I can't blame you for that because you do have to get every single mask in Majora's Mask, and oh, like, that'll for, never happen. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. for like like for me, because Majora's Mask is my favorite in the uh in the three D Zelda games. Mm-hmm. Um like I was like, oh, Fierce Deity. Awesome. Great. I love that. That is like the crowning moment here. Um yeah, if you haven't gotten to that, I cannot blame you for not understanding it. I've never actually beaten Majora's Mask. Like I, I I like what it is going for. Mm-hmm. I like the mood a lot. Mm-hmm. Um but I just got frustrated playing it. I don't really like the three D Zeldas very much. Like even right. Ocarina of Time, which I like but I don't love. So, right. Uh, you know, I'm, it's and, and, you know, I won't pretend to be able to convince you to like 3D Zelda. However, like Majora's Mask for me was, you know, somebody, you know, as somebody who liked Ocarina as something that approached a 3D version of what a 2D Zelda could be. This was like, oh, this takes it above and beyond that in a really weird and somewhat objectionable way that I'm I am willing to pursue. I, I I know a lot about it, and I respect what it's doing, and yeah. I made a lot of progress into it. Mm-hmm. So I did, I just never you know had the strength to beat it. I was just kind of sick of it by the end. Um, it has kind like, of weak dungeons like the uh, the, the the Goron and the Zora uh, specifically. Yeah. Like like if you can if you can get beyond that, it will win you over. However, I cannot blame somebody for not be willing to get beyond those. I never found it that fun to play. Like right. I liked, I liked the mood and this, the oppressive kind of aspect of it. And I didn't even the kind of dragon quarter ness of it, you know, the yeah, restarting yeah. stuff like that didn't bother me. I just didn't find it that fun to play, right? you know, and that, and that got in my way. So, I mean, it's not that long. I should just buckle down and beat it to get through the narrative, which I actually like. Mm-hmm. But at the time I played it, which I was maybe, you know, 21 or 22, like I just wasn't having enough fun, you know, make, navigating it. To, to yeah. want to play it, I have a particular emotional attachment to 3D Zeldas in that, like, I was uh, really, really sick when I first mm. played Ocarina of Time, like, to pneumonia, and you know, just like it was kind of questionable whether or not I was going to be healthy for the rest of my life um, mm. when I played Ocarina, um, and then and then seeing that and seeing how dark and weird and ostracizing and alienating it got. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Majora's Mask was definitely, uh, worth getting through for me personally. One of the things that's true. So I, I replayed, um, Ocarina of Time when they put out the 3D remake. Right. Um, and I like that game. I don't like it as much as Link to the Past, but right. I do like it. Um, one of the things I think is something that's overstated, but is still a problem. Like it's really a cliche to bag on Navi. Um, I fucking hate Navi though. Right. Like it's, it's, an, it's, 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 it's a cliche. But it is. It's so bad. It's mm-hmm. so fucking bad. It's like really annoying and just having this like impish presence in your ear constantly telling you what to do and what to look at. Yeah. Like it's, you know, I understand needing to have a, a like essentially a mouse, mm-hmm. right, to like focus your fire on. Mm-hmm. Um, I get that. But just having the way that they articulated it is just there's no charm to it and there's just no, I don't yeah. know, man. And like, in Majora's, like, at least to my recollection, and it's been about, like, maybe, like, three or four years since I played it, Navi plays such a diminished role in it. 
that that's like, good. Yeah. 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 That, uh, that if you, if you were turned off by that, uh, Majora's mask might actually be the experience you're looking for. Yeah. I need to go back to it anyway, just yeah. because, uh, I am, I am really fascinated by what it kind of did mood wise. Mm-hmm. And, and even the, you know, the, the three day cycle I like. Yeah. Weirdness, man. Weirdness accounts for so much. Yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to round us out here with, uh, Allison who says via contact. 4-2 has become the bane of my existence. I recently started the long uphill climb of trying to get all the trophies in Demon Souls. God help you, sister. Oh, good um, God, Allison. What? <laughs> um, I did it for Dark Souls, so how hard could it be, right? What? I was attempting to get the Master Slasher trophy, which you get by fully upgrading a weapon with the Bladestone. This requires finding a pure Bladestone, which, of course, can only be obtained as a super rare drop from the Black Phantom Dual Katana Skeletons. The easiest way to get one of these is to farm the skeleton that spawns near the entrance in pure black tendency. It took me about 15 hours of grinding him before one finally dropped. The best part of the story, though, is that as soon as uh, soon after, I was trying to level up a bit and went to 4-2 to farm enemies near the entrance. The first time I killed a black phantom skeleton, he dropped a second pure bladestone. If anyone else need one, needs one, let me know. <laughs> That's very kind of you, Allison. Yeah. You're... you're you're a better woman than I. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I started doing that. I started doing a dex run of this game and quit when I read that online and turned it into a quality build. Mm-hmm. Um, just because that's fucking obnoxious. Yeah. Pink tail. Yeah. Pink tail. Like, like even, even above and beyond that, like going after every single trophy, that is one of the more insidious things about this kind of metagame nature that has been brought in by modern consoles keep in mind i'm generally positive on what that does for people like hey you know achievements can teach people how to play a game and then you know lead them towards like here's a little bit of what the developers had in mind however with the souls game specifically i have not treated it like a rock band game like i normally do which is like let's go after all of them specifically because i know that that has a a deleterious effect on what you can experience with these games right yeah like i could see wanting to see the weapons just to see you want to play with them right so you want to try to get the the different weapons but the difference between a plus nine and a plus ten bladestone weapon or whatever minuscule yeah right so like in 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 dark souls like i think it's getting all the rare weapons yeah the trophy and i can see that like I want to see, I, and there's tons of them I haven't used. Like I've never used the cursed sword of Artorias. I wonder what it's like. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never done it. I probably never will. But yeah. I'm, I can mm-hmm. see the curiosity for it. But this, with all the like ridiculous myriad upgrade paths, um, I just see this being like, a huge headache. Like I'm not trying to criticize how you're enjoying the game. Yeah, you know, it just it's it's not for me to do it. And it's it's a testament to how much you love the game that you're willing to play through large stretches of it again and again. In order, you know, that are, are only marginally different in order to kind of get this slightly different experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I get that. I'm not, again, I'm not, a, I don't mean to, to diminish yeah. that at all, but uh, it's not for me. Like, even above and beyond that, like, at least in Dark Souls, it becomes how you approach a given boss, where it becomes a clear articulation point about, you know, your strategies and your approach. To a, uh, to a particular thing whereas in demon souls it kind of looks like just do you know to do this thing at the start or not right yeah i mean yeah kind of i mean you don't like a lot of these choices like she's not doing what do you mean by at the start 
Oh no, no. I, I I just mean like, do you know to go after these things? Whereas whereas boss fights in Dark Souls are these like, okay, here is where your decisions about how to approach this fight matter. Oh, gotcha. Like what yeah. you're going to use the soul for? Yeah, to yeah. make it into a specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could I could see that. Yeah, and there's so, a little so, bit of so, that. So, in this so game, it's like but... uh, it's like getting Priscilla's tail versus getting Priscilla's soul and using it to, to uh, turn into a thing. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, in either way, like it's a little bit more dedication than I have. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and again, I love these games. It's probably <laughs> you know, 15 hours is a long time, but yep. um, I uh, I get it to a degree. Yeah. Um, and you know, and I, I can't, I figured as much as I'm generally kind of against achievements, like I can't really speak because I've a hundred percented binding of Isaac. So <laughs> I wanted to get all those and did. Right. So wah, wah, I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> Invalidates <laughs> everything I've ever said. No, no, it doesn't. Um, fear, no, I know. <laughs> fear of being a hypocrite, uh, stops us all from being as good as we can possibly be. Yes. So. I, I agree. I was being sarcastic. Okay, I hate the cool. argument that any amount of hypocrisy invalidates everything anyone <laughs> ever says. Like, and therefore you a, agree with Merlin man, you hypocrite. Yeah, because that's true. I don't like Merlin <laughs> Man, and I agree with him about that. Um, <laughs> so, so you say, there are only specific aspects about Merlin Man I don't like. There yeah. are probably lots of things I do like about him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, Allison, thank you. Imagine so a little angel Merlin Man on my shoulder and a little devil Merlin Man on my shoulder, which you completely dis- <laughs> and, completely disregard. And one of them is just <laughs> one, one of them is me, and the other one is the person that you that you listen to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, well you got me <laughs> well played <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> well i'll shut up <laughs> it's fine don't worry <laughs> so so thank you allison for writing in um in, in addition to that we also had uh, uh tanner write in via the contact form who uh talked about the relation to the fierce deity mask um it was pretty much just like hey this thing reminds me of the first deity mask which two people had already reminded us of so i want to still recognize you for your contribution even though two other people already did that yeah and it's, it's i so want to appreciate that we didn't notice it yeah yeah so so yeah yeah thanks everybody mm-hmm. um there's still time to uh talk to us about the 5-1 the valley of defilement yeah um you go to duckfeed.tv forward slash contact um, next episode, we didn't know at the last episode who we'd be joined by, but now we do. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll be joined by Dennis Furia of The Level. Yes, yes. Furious Furia. A cool dude who doesn't afraid of anything. Yes, he doesn't afraid of anything. By any stretch of the imagination, Dennis is a, a cool dude. He's actually a super nice guy, and you've heard him on The Level and heard him on uh, Bonfire's Eye Chat last mm-hmm. season, and uh, he's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, by way of admin stuff um, – Go to uh, duckfeed.tv forward slash tip jar. Um, use the Amazon referral link. Go to the store. Buy our mm-hmm. premium episode to watch out for fireballs and uh, my album, um, Super Mario Lab, The Stoic Club. Mm-hmm. Um, check out Hexcrank, which is Cole's survival horror blog. Um, by the time you listen to this, he'll have uh, his second article about um, – it's not Haunted House, but it is – what is it? Ghost House? <laughs> ghost Manor. It might as well ghost be Manor. the same thing. Yes. Don't there's worry. Haunted Houses. There's Ghost Manors. Yep. There's Geisten style in Coriums. <laughs> there's, you know, there's, yeah. there's Spook Firehouses. There's, uh, you know, Gas Dog Houses. <laughs> yes, All gas. these for the Atari 2600. Yes. 
Uh, but if you're looking for things that are not terrible, uh, check out <laughs> check it out, comrade, comrade, rather. Yep. Um, yeah, which is a fantastic show between Gary and Nick Glaber. Yep, with occasional guests from the network. It's an indie game show where you just do two games, tell you what's cool about them, and and get out of your ears. Um, or else stick <laughs> it and forget it. Um, yeah, and then me and Cole do some shows. Uh, watch out for fireballs, abject suffering. Um, this. Those, this bonfire side chat <laughs> um, in case you don't know about that. And then um, Cole does The Level, which you mentioned that Dennis is on, and Those Damn Ross Kids, which is a general video game show, a little bit, probably the most zoomed out of the shows we do. Yeah. Um, but better for it in that they can cover a lot of material in one episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and also, it's the only source for news on the network. Right. So, if you're interested in what's going on with uh, these, uh, these brand new consoles you've been hearing about. Yeah. That is the place for it. Fun fact, the most recent episode, all of us declared our apathy. So, Oh, great. <laughs> Welcome to the winning team, guys. <laughs> it's been a little while, but thank you. You've arrived. Uh, you know what? It's not even the most recent episode. It's the like most three, three recent episodes. Good. So. Good job, guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, but You guys yeah. weren't that super psyched about Killzone Revolution or whatever the fuck that... Like, it's so uh, that, stupid. That, that was a 2009 uh, PSP game, Revolution was. It's Kill, Killzone 4 that you're talking oh, about. Oh, okay. Killzone, yeah. what's the subtitle? Revelations, Revolution, uh, rising. Revengeance, Rising. Yeah. Is that really yeah. it? No, I have no okay. fucking idea. It might idea. as fucking well be. <laughs> Stupid new yeah, things. yeah. I, I express uh, – so, so, okay, so as of recording the most recent episode, I express a little bit of hope uh, as regards the technical potential um, vis-a-vis Dead Rising. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, just in Dead terms Rising of – Dead Rising looks fine. Yeah, no, not even that. Just like, no. hey, last episode, or sorry, last generation, we thought like, ah, not too much. But then uh, Dead Rising came out and said, oh, we've got like a bunch of stuff we can do by putting more enemies on screen and et cetera yeah. on down the line mechanics. Maybe re- I, maybe yeah, we have that in front of us vis-a-vis uh, Watch Dogs, right? Something, that- um, I also read something neat about a new console thing. It's pretty rare that I'll say something neat about the PS4, but <laughs> um, on Thief... Um, I read yeah, uh, yeah, in US that, Gamer the thing with the light meter mm-hmm. on the controller. That's great. Um, that's really cool. So there's a, on the PS4 controller, there's just a little ambient light that glows on and off because aesthetics. Yeah. And uh, in Thief, they that's your light meter, and that's right. really cool. Um, I love that. Yeah, yeah. So also uh, NBA 2K14. Uh, if the Kinect uh, hears you shouting a swear word, they will put your uh, player in a uh, in a uh, penalty box. That's more cute than anything. A little bit. Like, uh, it's cute, though. Yeah. I think that what's going to happen, and this is not an original opinion. I've read this elsewhere. But um, what I'm seeing leads me to believe it is that Nintendo is going to step back and take this holiday season. Like the, the, the you know, Wii U was a joke because it came mm-hmm. out too soon. And they're just going to quietly put out good games while, you know, Sony puts out Killzone, Rising Lucian. Yeah. Do you, do, do you think out. it's going to be the Wii U or the 3DS? Because I think the 3DS is uh, the 3DS has been ever, already been doing that. The 3DS is great. Yeah, I, I, I like, think that the uh, the, 3, the 3DS is going to increasingly more increase yep. their margin, um, yep. just because like that. Aside from the PC and the PS3, is the system I've, I've been uh, playing the most of. Uh, yeah, it's Fe- so Fe- good. Phoenix Wright Dual Destiny, uh, Destiny. Holy fuck, guys! That is so I, good. I haven't I haven't played that yet, but I've been um, I'm going to get uh, the new Zelda. Yep. The, the link to the past thing, and then yeah, that comes out, my, Pokemon. <laughs> comes out on my birthday, I believe. So yeah, what a what a nice coincidence. Yeah, the um, yeah, somebody get that for Cole for his birthday. Um, the 
it's like the 3ds is just killing right now <laughs> and it just it reminds me of the fucking sega versus nintendo console wars of the mid 90s where it's like i only really care about who's putting out good games guys yeah like that's the only thing that's going to matter you know and like the interesting thing about 3ds is it's kind of one of the only places where an exclusive a title makes sense anymore mm-hmm. like you can do a, a title that has a certain amount of modesty and scope um, and you can do something that plays with a 3D in a way you can't do with a PS3 or an Xbox game, which sometimes will be exclusive, but there's not very much reason for it to be exclusive. Right. You know? Um, so, yeah, it's just, it's, it's neat. It's like, I'm, I'm happy, you know, I'm happy Nintendo is going to be, uh, going to be killing it. Yeah. This time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that's my own proclivities as well. <laughs> and but, I, mean, I, 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 I think, yeah. I, I think it, you know, to people who listen to this show, they kind of care about where the next Souls game is going to come out. And yeah. like that's not going to be for a little while, at least two years, right? Yeah. And so like you're paying attention to what has the best online connectivity and you know, Which what is has a, always the... going to be a PC, though, is the thing. Like That's always going to invalidate those two things. Like If you want to play true. on the couch, I get it. But the PC is always going to be a third option for that. True, true. Um, but I'm just kind of curious about what's going to win out over uh, you know, Xbox versus PlayStation. Yeah. Right. Just you know, just, just given that the PC is the is the least mature of the of of, of the uh, the officially supported infrastructures, right? Um, and I'm just kind of curious about where that's going to happen, and I'm, all of I'm that. Curious. All, all, yeah, curious. All of that just kind of has a bearing on what will be the most successful in the future, right? Yeah, it it does. It does. I think that like the like this uh, um, like indie like the the humble bundles. And these kind of indie sales and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, I can't imagine this not being like, you know, it's already feel. We talked about it in the last watch out for Fireballs. Like, what a golden age for PC gaming yeah. this is. I can't imagine that just not getting better and and continuing. Oh, like, yeah. what's going to get in the way of that? And then, if you want to play in your living room, like Steambox is coming out. Mm-hmm. So I just it, I see dark times for Xbox and 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 yeah. Sony. And I th- can't see it working out well for them. That. That I anticipate a struggle and a conflict between the dropping prices on PC um, as relates to the development costs um, as compared to the rising development costs of, uh, you know, consoles, Xbox yeah. and PlayStation as compared to what they're selling them for. I yeah. think that neither model is sustainable and whatever creates the most... Um, fertile ground upon which consumers can actually find the things they want to buy is going to be the most interesting place to be. And so for like, like, like for me, since we've made this, the air sats, like who's going to win the, in the next gen, you know, punditry kind of thing. Like it's going to be a battle between the PlayStation four and the steam box. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's still, it's still hard for me to think of, I mean, PlayStation four taking it, yeah. you know, it just, it doesn't seem to make sense to me yeah. from a, it's such a like the PC is so attractive to develop on for yeah. just about everyone. Yeah. It's a higher investment, but it's so uh, you know. And if that's what you get from the Steam Box, the Steam Box bothers me because I can't transition over to it. But then I just have to keep remembering it's not for me. You well, know? like you can't you transi- kind of can, you but you can't, can't directly. You can't trans- you you can't transition over to it because anything that is developed for the for the Linux, which is what's going to run on the Steam Box, is already runnable on your primary gaming machine. Yeah. Right, so like it's it's a it is a uh, foregone uh, conclusion for you. Right, right, exactly. Right? I mean, that, like I understand that, and this applies to all of this conversation. Where yeah. if somebody put out, if like the Game Gear two thousand came out, I would actually <laughs> have a vested interest in the 
the new console wars like as is you know my steam backlog at the very least will it keeps me tied to this as kind of a, a platform yeah you know for me like uh and just the lack of you know like pretty much my my interest in the ps4 is hearing you tell me whether everybody's gone to the rapture is worth it yeah. um you know and that's mm-hmm. that's what i want you know yeah. and that'll and happen during a, a watch out for fireballs extra episode and I'll nod and smile. Yeah, it, um, it, it, it'll happen in a Watch Out for Fireballs episode like six months from now because yeah. uh, I cancel my pre-order. Like, yeah, it's, exactly. it's not even here. Like, they, yeah. they they delayed Watch Dogs, and I was like, well, nope. <laughs> so, the, uh, I was thinking about that feeling you get from getting a new PC or a new console, like how it's, yeah. you know, it's fun to, to do so. And uh, it made me think that, like, for Christmas, if I wasn't getting kind of a reverse paycheck from my you know where i work's insane vacation and closure policies mm-hmm. um i might pick up a wii u because it's fun to get a new console mm-hmm. there are a couple of games on it i want to play not very many but i have faith that there'll be at least a couple of them that i want to you know and it's like the, they'll probably be i'm still anticipating some kind of price drop yeah before christmas because they're going to be strategic about it or getting a uh, 3ds xl like does it just to <sighs> scratch that opening a box itch like yeah. this is a better, bigger experience for what I already have. Yeah. That the, so so yeah, that's a quandary because I love my 3ds XL. Um, yeah, and I, I just have a regular coming gutter 3ds. Yeah, it's an ambassador, mm-hmm. which is pretty rad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no. So I've only ever played a uh, a Wii U uh, via people at work who've brought it mm-hmm. in on a game night. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I I cannot tell you which now would be the better uh, the better way to go. Granted, I've only ever played uh, Wind Waker HD and mm-hmm. not the uh, the Mario 3D Land, which I yeah. understand is the current killer app. Yeah, yeah. I just I I don't know. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm it would maybe be fun to buy a new thing. Um, is I guess my only point. Yeah, and that's what if I were to buy a PS4 for some reason or a uh, you know an Xbone, yeah. that would be what I'd be. That'd be the itch I'd be scratching. My my compass is you know when the Xbox 360 came out, I got it at launch, and I purchased uh, Perfect Dark Zero and Condemned, uh, mm-hmm. one of which is one of the worst games I've ever played, and one of which is one of the uh, not best but like one of my like greatest experiences a good ever game. playing a game. Yeah, yeah. like. Condemned is a really awesome survival horror game. Um, however, not worth dropping four hundred dollars on the console. Yeah. Ever. Um, you know, like well, the, that... the the interesting thing too, like so, my three sixty was engendered by uh, by because I wanted to play Rock Band. Oh wow, yeah. So so, so like yeah, yeah, and that was worth it because that was the way to get that experience at the time. Like the three sixty version of Rock Band came out before the Wii version. I had a Wii because I wanted the virtual console. Like that sounded like the best thing in the world to me. Yeah. And, uh, and it still does. Like I still love the virtual console. Um, but the, uh, I wanted to play rock band and now like, there's just not a, like I want that mechanical, like I need a thing for it. And mm-hmm. rock band was a huge thing. Yeah. Like, you know, as a rock band addict, like you understand how, how, the, how life changing that is as a, uh, Oh, a yeah, game experience. Yeah, no, like I, like for, for my birthday this year, I am thinking of throwing a rock band party at work. Oh, that sounds, I mean, makes me wish I live in Cincinnati. I would be all yeah. over that. Like, uh, I mean, we've yeah. established how good I am at karaoke, Gary. So. <laughs> yeah, or we'll establish later in this exercise. <laughs> yeah. I, I like you in karaoke. The one thing that's funny about it is that karaoke, when I go to it in public, I find that people tend to be too quiet. 
Uh-huh. I think that you are 10% too loud <laughs> for it. So it's like, I don't think you're singing bad, but you sing a little bit louder than the. Like, I think you just need to turn up the music or turn down your voice. <laughs> so sometimes it was just kind of hilariously passionate. Um, <laughs> it's the only but, time I feel things, Gary. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say it's bad. I'm just trying to. It's, it's the one thing that was like funny about it. Yeah. No, it's uh, that, that, that shook something loose in me. <laughs> Yeah, it's fun, man. Like yeah. that, that. I also have a. No, I mean, no. I didn't want to say it. You know, I was, I was feeling bashful in front mm-hmm. of Bob. But that is one. Of, that is my greatest memory of the uh, of the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. Yeah, no, it was, and not it, just and not just because of Bob, but everybody mm-hmm. hung out with, like Brandon and Miranda were really fun to hang out with, and then uh, Jenny mm-hmm. is great. And yeah. uh, it's nice. Make uh, my my point is, it's nice to make friends. It is. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, it, it, yeah. It is a distinctly human experience. Letting yourself yeah. be vulnerable in that way. Yeah, it's very it's very nice. So for everyone listening, <laughs> if you have the chance to make friends, do it. It's recommended. Yeah. It's better than a hundred demon souls. <laughs> so. Oh man! So we haven't actually concluded this episode, Gary. Yeah, yeah, we should we should do so. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you uh, for listening. I think we talked about all the admin stuff. Yeah, we have um, there. So um, what? Uh, until next time, what should they watch out for, Cole? I am an incredible trouble. Uh, please recommend this message. Yeah, uh, so the world might be mended. So the world might be mended. Umbasa. And we all pray that we will have far more soon. It's funny how I can tell where you're at uh, related to Roars's meowing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I ended up uh, taking. I forgot that I had put on laundry. I needed to switch it, or I was not going to with clean clothes yeah. tomorrow. And then also, Roars knocked over some stuff, and I was like, "Oh, it is actually time for you to eat." So. Yeah, nobody respects laundry tasks more than I. So that's good. Yeah, the uh, yeah. I it's been and, and my laundry is due. <laughs> I'm wearing. I have three pairs of underwear that I consider to be emergency underwear, and they are all uh, emergency in a different way. Yeah. So these ones, essentially, they're bright silver. Like uh-huh. they look like um, I don't know, like uh, Elizabeth. They're men's underwear, and she bought them for her Space Girl costume for Halloween. Okay. Um. So and they look like you know boxer, like like a you know a pugilist shorts yeah and uh but they're really ostentatious and embarrassingly like you know shimmery and then i have um a pair of uh like way too tight like biker shorts and then i have <laughs> a pair of boxers i've had for so long that the crotch is worn down to the point where they are literally a loincloth like there's no connective tissue oh no <laughs> it's a skirt essentially <laughs> and th- those actually that didn't used to be a skirt the last time i wore them they turned into a skirt and that was it like I was like, okay, you 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 made it to the garbage now. But I'm on. So what I'm seeing is I'm on pair one of of three emergency two now three two emergency boxers. Okay. So I need to do laundry that bad. I've yeah. worn every other pair except for two. Yeah. So. I, I won't say I've never gotten to that point. However, I I, I believe in mathematics in terms of managing my life. And mm. so I have I have seven black American uh, American Apparel fifty fifty t shirts and fourteen. Uh, um, let's see here, just uh, I forget what brand they are, but the probably like Fruit of the Loom uh, dark blue underwear and um, twenty one pair of uh, gold toe socks 
that I keep in rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that keeps me that keeps me honest. Yeah, well, it just means you have to do laundry once a week. Whereas yeah. last weekend I was in Seattle, and I couldn't do laundry. Oh yeah, that's so, true. That's true. Yeah, yeah this is so well, when, when, when I'm exceptions. giving up, I'm, I'm gaining in flexibility, and uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I understand the appeal of running your life like a spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah. However, I also understand the appeal of not doing so. So yeah. it's so, not a game of Eve Online, cool. You don't have to play it I, like I, as such. I, I completely understand. However, I'm not espousing the virtues. I am just saying this is that this is what I have found has worked for me. Uh let's say uh fifty one weeks out of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just like Sunday, you know, you just uh, you, uh, you 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 clean the toilet, you uh, you clean the you clean the shower, uh, you do you do your uh, you do your laundry, you know. Yeah, I usually have a, a regular day for laundry too. It just every once yeah. in a while, stuff will come up, and then also <laughs> crippling depression. Depression. So for me, like the first thing that goes is cleaning. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, so I I don't take any joy in cleaning. And yeah, the, uh, the, the the first thing that doubles up for me is cleaning. <laughs> So. Yeah. What's the first thing that goes? Uh, the first thing that goes is talking to people. There you go. Yep. Yeah. I, that goes for me too. Um, yeah. Even though I don't talk to people that often other than like work or podcast stuff. Uh-huh. So, the, I mean, the first thing that stays is, you know, video games. Oh, yeah. So I'll get depressed and just play video games. But cleaning uh, really takes a backseat. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I just, uh, you know, I, t- I take an ecstatic joy in bringing order to the world around me. Cool. How you been? Uh, I've, I've been, been oh. on. <laughs> Wait a minute. You said you said cool. How you been? No. It could have been <laughs> cool. How you been? Cool. Oh, how you been? Cool. Uh, you say <laughs> cool or cool? I, I, I said cool. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I, I've I've uh, I've I've been fine. I'm getting ready to go home tomorrow to celebrate uh, to celebrate birthdays. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Just so. in general, like the fact that we're blessed the, with them, or yeah, specific oh. ones. So weird to thing birthdays. about yes, to <laughs> birthdays, to, to all of us having been born. No weird thing. My entire family, um, except for Chris, all of our birthdays in November are in November, which means hmm. we love fucking in uh, February. <laughs> yeah, your parents, <laughs> your parents decided to spice it up one one year. Yeah, no, like like like, like for real. Um, I'm going home to celebrate my birthday, my mom's birthday, and my dad's birthday, and my niece's birthday. So, hmm. yeah, I feel like that's a uh, no offense to your family, but isn't that a uh, a Vulcan ritual? Like they only feed <laughs> every uh, so seven, seven years or whatever. Oh, like, like the, what the, the particular they'll... season. They only pick the uh, they only pick the most like intelligent specimens, and it's like a it's like a month long bacchanalia. Yeah, and I think there's also murder involved, but I'm not I'm not big on my Star Trek knowledge, so uh, you're asking the wrong guy. Nor am I. So I will I will take everything you say as truth, <laughs> and I'll stand back and pick off the winner um, <laughs> you realize that makes it sound like you're gonna fuck my mom right gary uh-huh. oh yeah <laughs> okay I, I never say anything without realizing it okay cool i'm your dad now um <laughs> oh man it's a nice boy you got here miss rocks it's a pretty good boy so, uh... <laughs> who else would like to say how they are good? <laughs> um, i kind I'm... of miss uh the snow actually like in the the way a hostage misses his former captor <laughs> yeah. I, yeah i i would like to have just one day um a year that it it's like an illinois winter mm-hmm. and everything would shut down i wouldn't have to work i could just you know look at it for a day yeah uh, it's so was, pretty i was freaking out earlier this week we got uh we got two uh two, <laughs> two inches of snow i woke up at uh 4 30 a.m to somebody scraping their uh their car windshield uh hearing that you know hearing that sound outside my apartment i was like 
oh god the last time i drove when there was snow on the ground i got in a horrible accident uh. <laughs> and that uh and that did me uh grievous bodily harm um and so, i think scraping your car is the world's most miserable activity yeah it yeah yeah it's it's really up there especially if you don't have a scraper and you have to use like a credit card Oh God! Oh, God. Like, I've done like a, credit card without gloves. A scraper is like oh good good God, Gary. Yeah, it's pretty a, rough. A scraper is like a dollar. Well, I wasn't at a store. <laughs> okay. At the time, I didn't have a scraper. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was at my home. Yes, I know. So, <laughs> yeah, which also didn't have a store set up in it. Yeah. Um, I guess I could have just Amazon Instant, like yeah. a scraper. But the uh, yeah the uh, um, if you if you lived in Oregon. If you get two inches of snow, everything shuts down. Like oh, yeah. we don't, or one inch of snow, or a half inch mm-hmm. of snow, or if it looks like snow, or if it's a cold rain, we more or less <laughs> will shut down for any of these reasons. Well, so. that's kind of like uh, okay, go ahead, Cole. You see, Cincinnati is basically the South, so the same thing happens down here. I'm just the only person asinine enough to drive in it. So, oh. so, you know, like Mansfield, like, you know, I, I came up in what is basically the frozen Norths. So if it's less than six inches of snow, I'm going to get on the road. God damn it. But, mm. uh, but, uh, but otherwise, yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Northeast Ohio was like that. It was total lake effect. Uh, yeah. you know, two weeks of school every year were missed, which is great. Mm-hmm. I have so many good memories of not going to school and playing video games all day. <laughs> if you, if you didn't have extra days tacked on in June, you, you felt cheated. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> Forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Good, uh, good times. Yeah. Good times are, um, I'm doing fine. Mm-hmm. And just, cool. uh, just, just keeping on, keeping on. Yeah. Same here. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed our time at, uh, the Portland, uh, retro expo. That was a great, As did a yeah, great me too. Con. yeah, me, me too. Um, that was, a, that was an awful lot of fun. Yeah. So. I'm super happy with how the panel turned out. Me too. Yeah. Um, we need to send you the link, um, actually to that because that is now up and live and available. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember it's uh, it's premium or whatever for you guys. Yes. Yep. Yes. Um, so I can go ahead and, uh, I will, I will do that here during the show. I just have to Oh, pull awesome. It up. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. Like the, uh, the, the karaoke night has been, uh, like that, that was probably one of my favorites, uh, favorite memories. Oh yeah. yeah. You yeah. totally rocked ass Cole. Thank you. I'm yeah. I, I'm very proud of my singing. I um, was actually kind of intimidated by uh, <laughs> your performance. Well, Luckily, I was drunk, so it didn't matter. But... <laughs> yeah, as was I, so don't worry. So I don't oh, worry. yeah, yeah. Well, that, don't... that will give you instant courage. <laughs> exactly, yes. But, like, should uh, I be drinking more? What's the secret? Yeah, so so if, you, if you will recall, I did break a glass before we got up to sing Loser by Beck. So, oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. And I felt shitty about it. I was like, oh, no. You know, I don't remember, so you shouldn't feel bad. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, the whole thing was uh, was uh, was freaking great. Yeah. Yeah. Awful lot of fun. I miss it. We'll do it again sometime, guys. Let's all <laughs> let's all meet back. <laughs> Ten, <laughs> Ten years. Year. Yeah. Ten well, years. Whether or not the event is still going on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's all, all meet, and whether that is still a karaoke place, I'll bring we'll a like boombox. Christian uh, Businessmen's Association meeting. Like, what are you guys we're, doing here? We're here to sing Collective Soul. You're gonna love it. So it'll be me singing that Bjork song instead of Miranda. <laughs> oh, oh that was a great performance too. That was so good. Like I was just yeah. caught off guard by that. That's in my one of the finest karaoke performances I've ever seen. So. <laughs> yeah, she's great. They're really super fun people. Like I've been, I've hung out with them a couple times. Now that I've met them and realized that they live so close. Mm-hmm. Uh, so went haunted housing, which was fun. Oh, nice. I've heard mm-hmm. you talk about that. I'm jealous because I can't handle haunted houses. No, 
I, I don't know what it is about me. I just don't like being in a situation where I'm not like I don't have I I don't like roller coasters either. So that could be just uh, oh yeah related to it. I guess is it the immediacy? I think so. I'm also a very neurotic person, a uh, very anxious person. So like. Yeah. I don't know. I know it's not real. I know there's no real like spooks and demons after my immortal soul, but I still don't like to be touched or grabbed or scared. Well, well, the thing about it is, like, even though there are no spooks and demons, there are like maladjusted teenagers and meth heads who are who happen to be the most likely people to be, you know, oh, employed yeah. at those places. <laughs> so, so like, I had a I had a very sweet spot um, after high school, but before I became completely insane. Where I really enjoyed haunted houses to, to to the most of their potential, but now I realize that. Mm. <laughs> and mm. Now I realize that fact about it. Yeah, they yeah. They, they, they don't they won't touch you. I I, the uh, for the for the most part, yeah, you, <laughs> you got to go to a better trained haunted house. <laughs> yeah, the uh, talk to old man Jewelikers and yeah, get the, the, this get the, this is not based on experience, however. <laughs> So. It, I should note, though, that I used to be afraid of everything as a kid. I only just started liking scary movies when I was in my mid-20s. So uh, I, I'm slowly coming to terms with uh, horror. But I, I like I, now I'm so super addicted to like horror novels, horror movies. So yeah, I'm overcoming that. Yeah. It's great. The, the, um, this year, Fright Town, which is the one I like to go to, you know, it's, it's three haunted houses in one. And the, uh, one of them you know, is fairly weak. It's just this kind of zombie you know, nonsense that, that didn't make very much sense. But they did a Lovecraft one this year, which was made me really happy. And they did a really good job of not just having shit jump out at you. Like, there were a lot of, like, you'd go into a room and there'd be something subtly wrong with it. And there'd be no teens in there. It would just be, you know, oh, wait, this is wrong. You know, and you'd feel a little yeah. bit freaked out. And the closest, then move I've on come, next. the closest I've come to appreciating something like that is, like, art installations where they're an entire room and it's sort of mm-hmm. like you don't know what to expect. It was actually kind of horror-related in a museum uh, by my co- my undergrad uh, college. Uh, they recreated the uh, the room chase from Evil Dead. Hmm. Uh, I think hmm. it's Evil Dead 1. So they sort of recreated the room that Ash was chased through. And then once you get to the end, there's the video of him being chased by the demon and, you know, from the movie. So it was a pretty cool experience. I wish I knew who did that because it was a great, like, um, sort of an environmental art piece. Yeah, that's, that's, my, that's my favorite thing, more or less in anything or artificial environments like that. Like, um, yeah. last year at PAX, um, our arcane did a thing for dishonored where they recreated oh, the, uh, the loyal that's lady Boyle's mansion mission. That's so cool. It was great. Um, what is the name of that? Uh, pixel. What is the name of the, like San Francisco art collective that does that? Oh God. Uh, I am 8-bit? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Um, they did it and like everything was just great. Like the masks were really good and it was interactive. Like there was kind of a game to it. Of figuring out who it was, and uh, yeah, that was that's pretty much my favorite thing. So I think we talked about this for the Gone Home podcast, but I would love to see that made as an art, art installation. Like, like they rebuild the house, you can go in, look around. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know how that would be feasible or at, at, like how much money that would cost, but that would be like my dream <laughs> uh, sort of experience. Yeah. What was the uh, the Nickelodeon show that wasn't? Uh, I mean, it might have been Legends of the Hidden Temple, but where you're looking through the uh, artificial uh, environment. I, Thinking of Finders Keepers. I'm yeah. thinking of Finders Keepers. Yeah, yeah, that was my thing for when I watched that show. Was I just wanted to like explore the set. Yeah, I didn't want a time limit or to have to find anything. I just wanted like, what are all those books? What are they called? Uh, 
we're yeah. going way off topic here, but I had the same sort of attraction to uh, department stores that would have like fake rooms set up. Yep. Yeah. There was an entire part of uh, Kaufman's or J.C. Penney. I would go to with my <laughs> grandma. It would be like an entire like labyrinth of fake rooms, and I would just mm-hmm. love to go in them. And uh, I don't know why, it was just like an attractive idea. Yeah. It's it's like a, I get a little twinge of that whenever I go to an IKEA nowadays, oh, where they yeah, have the, yeah. the, the the fake room set up. Obviously, like a it's a little bit more sterile. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but but the, but just like oh, this is this is obviously some kind of like public theater that's set up. Like there's the, there's a notion of set design to this. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm wondering what the appeal. Like I don't. Is it my brain? Is something wrong with my brain? I, like I don't know how to explain it, but it's just um, so interesting. I, like like to me, like whenever I feel that uh, that 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 notion, it's that part of me when I was young that felt uh, just intrigued by the notion of um, hidden passages. Yeah, Which, yeah, again, yeah. Uh, Gone Home kind of like tickled that for me, and it's probably one of the reasons why, like, Young Frankenstein is one of my favorite movies. Still, you know, put I the candle back, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, huh? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm pretty into any time you can see something that's ordinary in an unusual or off context, like that. So I, the thing I like about those Lowe's and IKEA kind of fake room setups is you know it's framed within your vision like a like a picture and then you just kind of step into it you know yeah, in a way that you can't remove yeah yeah like there's that implied there's an implied <laughs> barrier that you that is totally permeable um you know that's just really kind of fun and you can just walk out of it at any time too i realize yeah. i can walk into and out of a room right, but right. just the uh it just feels different yeah. because the lack of walls more or less yeah they've well, depicted the mundane how amazing but <laughs> But yeah. I mean, we ha- we have the internet. There has to be a community for this. Like, I'm part of the fake room community. I'm a rumor. We we have to find the people who don't get boners from it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's the thing. So it's, community it's is only sexual. one step removed from fetish. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn it, internet! You did it again. Yeah. Did you ever play um, Bob? Did we we talk about it sometimes on the show? Did you ever play um, Vampire Bloodlines? I haven't. Like, I've wanted to, but just how old it is kind of puts me off because I feel like there's going to be a lot of bullshit that um that was eventually like sort of you know, figured out in the time since it's been created. But is that true? I didn't uh, so, about it. Semi-true. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not It's not without uh, kind of sharp edges. Yeah. Like, I'm a... getting through uh, Deus Ex, and I know it's, a, like, a phenomenal game, but there's, like, a weird mental block. And a lot of it's just, like, the GUI is tiny, and I can't get it any bigger. But I don't know. I Like, I, I still want to go back and finish it. But um, it's, it's, a, it's more friendly than Deus Ex, but a worse game. Yeah. Like, okay. and, I, and I really love both those games. Like, it's not quite as phenomenal, but it is more friendly than that. Um, patch it until it glows. Like, just, you know, do all the recommended patches. Find the yeah. something awful thread for it. Yeah. Um, there's a haunted house level in it that I, I want someone to make a video game that is just non-threatening haunted houses. Mm. Um, because it's so good. Like, it, it's, just, it's, it's really, yeah. really well done. And, you know, you're never in danger. And it's just really fun to explore it. Like, I kind of think that. It sometime. Yeah, it's, it's really good. In in reflecting on that for 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 Hexcrank, you know, deciding whether or not to add that in to the uh, to to the experiment, uh, like the the Samiche, um mansion mm-hmm. where they have like the crazy flesh uh, yeah. stuff, that also kind of counts for that. There's a little bit more danger to it, but uh, but yeah, like there are at least two of those areas that are incredibly environmentally unsettling. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, definitely the kind of high points and just um, like interesting. Uh, that kind of environmental storytelling mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, same thing with uh, uh, Thief Three and the and the Cradle, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I haven't played it, but even I, I that's pretty famous for a game level. Yep. Yeah. The game is too long. House of Leaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
<laughs> I will I will wave that banner wherever is possible. I'm I'm putting a moratorium on putting it in the show notes. It will never end up in another show note that I write. So Okay. So I will it just can't, go, it can't appear like thirty times and So I will just go in and add it myself. That's fine. The guys, I'm not going to stop you. I know, but I'm, I'm not writing that combination of words and letters again. <laughs> oh man, it's, you it's, don't know how to use by now, you know, <laughs> or know what we're talking about. You don't even have to know yeah. the story if you don't yeah. know what Cole means by House of Leaves. Every day, somebody is born who hasn't read that book. All right, huh. so that's true. <sighs> so yeah, man, scary stuff. I love scary stuff. Mm-hmm. The next article mm-hmm. is going to be a real downer because I fucking hate this game. What game is it? Uh, Ghost Manor. Oh, okay. Yeah. What is that for? Uh, so it's my survival horror blog. I, I did the Ghost Manor House uh, one that you wrote. What's I like that? that. Oh, thank I did you. read. Oh, sorry. Yep. Sorry, it took me a second to catch up. Yeah, oh, no. no. Uh, yeah, uh, Haunted House is uh, Atari. Um, what is and, What is Ghost Manor? Uh, Ghost Manor. It's pretty similar. It was published by Zonox. X O N O X. Um, and it was part of a uh, dual cartridge. The, the Scientology God Zonax or the publisher? <laughs> the publisher. Like, the uh, <laughs> anxiety medication? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I wish I had Xanax still. Um, but uh, but no. Uh, yeah, Zonox, uh, they published uh, – their, their, their primary thing was towards the end of the Atari age, uh, putting out double-ended uh, Atari cartridges. Oh, man. That's crazy. Yeah, which was, you know, two games for the price of one. So it was the cost of one single cartridge. However, it would be like one game on one side, and then you would flip it around. It would be another game on the other side. And, uh, yeah, Ghost Manor is uh, some fucking bullshit. <laughs> so, did you, uh, not to carry this on any longer, but did you play the, um, the XBLA remake of uh, Haunted House? remake no yeah there's some uh there's an xbla it's really bad i mean um but you can play the demo that's really all you need to play <laughs> huh was that part of the uh the arcade the misguided the, the the misguided uh what was it like faux arcade that they did or is that like uh actual... no this is this is an original uh like uh just an original title you can download like an xbox uh, like, thing yeah. yeah just like any any other um you know xbla game yeah, no, I've I've not heard about that. That might be worth a, a supplement kind of thing. Huh. Cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs>